0: Dude, my day was amazing once I got home because I stepped through the mm-hmm. door and I, I went to the store yesterday and I bought one of those, uh, you know, like air wick plug into the wall uh, air fresheners and it's waffle scented. Oh, uh, hell yeah. 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 I walked in and my place smelled like waffles. So sitting next to a smelly dude on the bus, my, my day got a whole lot better when I was just like, unlock the door. Open it up, and I'm just met with like the sweet smell of vanilla, maple syrup, and waffles. Oh, wait, that's not it. Oh, here it is. Here we go. Welcome to the Mockstars Podcast! I am Evan Kunai, one of your hosts, and I'm here with Christopher Ritter! What up, dudes? Is that too much? Is that too much?
1: Uh, I don't it think It wasn't so. enough. I, I think you were at an 11 that you could stand to be at like a 13 or a 14.
0: Well, I'll turn it up next time. We're back with you. We're here. We're talking about magic and Dr. Pepper. As you know, this is the number one podcast for both of those things in tandem. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by following us on YouTube. You can like, subscribe, and hit that bell for more notifications. Find us on all major podcasting platforms. You can leave us a five-star review. It goes a long way to helping people find the show and makes us look really, really cool. You can also join our Discord community server where people are having, well, a ton of conversation about this sexy new Ian Malcolm secret layer drop. I uh, I was not expecting that today. So
1: yeah, no, that was uh, I was not expecting it either. It you know, like many of you, I got that email this morning and I clicked through to see what the new secret layers were and boom front and center uh sexy Jeff Goldman. yeah it's like
0: obviously that is going to sell a lot of these drops um i i wouldn't be surprised if it sets records uh but there's a lot of really cool secret layer drops we're going to talk about today uh you can also support the show by becoming a supporter on patreon for three dollars a month you can get the in exclusive Pepperhead roll which gives you turns your name dr pepper red in our discord server and you get access to two exclusive channels the uh the shower thoughts channel where the community just uh sort of creates a conversation and we take a second on a lot of our episodes to sort of uh talk about those things and uh give people the space to help us create new content you can also get access to the dr pepper channel where we find out Really cool things like uh, celebrities who are secret pepperheads and uh, share all the Dr Pepper memes in the universe. So in the entire universe, in the universe, in the you no- can scroll up. It's it's infinite. It's infinite. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's uh, uh, the amount of people who are pepperheads truly at their core is it's innumerable. So, because uh, there's
1: always going to be new pepperheads. There's like no no limit. There's always been pepperheads.
0: Exactly. As soon as you give birth, to you know, as soon as a child is given life, it's like boom, pepperhead potentially.
1: So yeah, I I think I remember that. You know, not to get religious. That's not really what we do. But I remember that that verse from the Bible where you know pepperheads were begetting pepperheads and and whatnot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It's uh, we're we're paraphrasing slightly.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's in one of the old books.
0: Yeah, there's very old, very uh, there's paper pages that are that are lost to time. Uh, but today's episode, we are going to be focusing on this whole new format in a format type thing that we've been working on commander contained version 1.0 we're gonna have a little bit of a conversation on where we're at with that now we're also going to be having a few pregame actions with these secret layers that just fell on our heads today and a little bit of spicy news based uh for that uh little thing that i don't know if it's slipped under the rug but i uh, uh, an artist had copied another person's art without permission, and so Wizards of the Coast put the hammer down. Uh, so let's get started with that right away. If you weren't familiar or aren't familiar with this news headline, a uh, the copy of Wayfarer's Bauble from the uh, or Lost Caverns of Ixalan pre precon had certainly stirred up uh well when it was printed an artist had noticed that oh man that looks really familiar that looks like artwork that i've done before and so uh they went and they referenced their own piece and sure enough and,
1: and so so the original artist by the way let's uh let me interject with that yeah. uh, lorenzo lan franconi
0: yes thank you um they had noticed that they had just mirror flipped their artwork used it as the background, and then the artist that was commissioned by Wizards of the Coast just put a dude holding a bauble uh, in front of the whole thing, and enough to cover up what hopefully they would have, I-, I don't know, hopefully would have let them slip by unnoticed, but uh, unfortunately, not the case.
1: Wizards it's, was- it's pretty sloppy, too, because if you look at the original art, there's like... You know, there's a staircase there and there's a figure on that staircase and like the additional art from uh Donald Dave David Sondred, uh, who who copied uh just like put his new art over that figure in the photo and yeah. then added some like additional <laughs> trees and shrubbery.
0: Yeah, and the thing was is that the trees and the distant background were the exact same. Like mm-hmm. I in the staircase was the same, the building was the same. Uh I was just like, I can't believe this. And we've seen this like actually multiple times there was a uh, an issue with uh not Nexus of Fate, but uh it was a the board wipe that cares about dragons and non-dragons from the Mystical Archives.
1: Ooh. Where okay, yeah, I, I don't know the name.
0: Um I'm so close with Nexus, it's something Nexus. Anyway, um the Ugin on the artwork was just ripped from the OG Ugin or it was ripped from the, uh, uh, pfft, reality shift Ugin like that was appearing in mm-hmm. the background. So, um, they've, they've dealt with this a few times where now I, you know, this might be a larger issue. I'm not sure. Let's well,
1: just... I mean, for artists, you like always have reference. You always have like a, you know, a morgue file of like reference photos of things and, and, you know, or your cop or your, you know, uh, referencing other art that's already been created and and things like that and and so you know there's a difference between referencing and there's an outright copying and and this case is pretty obviously just like outright copying
0: yeah yeah this is a copy and paste job and uh let's just uh read the statement from wizards of the coast we recently became aware of claims that David Sondred's artwork on the card Wayfarer's Bauble used art created by another artist without that artist's permission. Such misuse of art is expressly prohibited by our artist's guidelines and does not reflect the values of Wizards of the Coast. As such, we will be suspending any future work with David Sondred until further notice. So, huge shout to all the artists out there. Watch yourselves, because the Wizards of the Coast are on the case. It's a... Uh, I think that uh, it's, you know, maybe speaking to the larger issue is that Wizards of the Coast is producing so much product now. And I I don't know what this guy's history with, with Wizards of the Coast is. I'm sure a quick scryfall could figure that out. But it's not like this guy is producing artwork for 16 cards a set. You know, it's like... I, I just don't understand, like, why it would be such a lazy decision to do that, and then also ruin the potential of any future jobs that you might have.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a real uh, unforced error on on his part. <laughs>
0: That's a good way to put it. Yeah, uh, an unnecessary uh, little well, it's not even a goof. It was definitely intentional. So, um, yeah. That little bit of news uh, was interesting to me. Yeah, seeing you on Reddit, following the whole story, and then seeing the follow-up by Wizards of the Coast today. I'm glad that they're they're putting the clamps down on that kind of thing.
1: But Yes, it seems like the correct way to deal with it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. The a little bit bigger conversation. We were surprised today by sexy Dr. Ian Malcolm. Or as we other might know them as Tossager, the Golden Fang, we got a whole new set of secret lair drops. Which, to no no one's surprise, uh, there's a lot of these happening. And the last one just ended, and so <laughs> there's a new one happening today. Uh, we got an entire Ian Malcolm secret lair drop, which I absolutely love. There's a lot of really great, flavorful. Um, would you say meme worthy? These are these are very memey
1: definitely uh,
0: uh aware of the memes yeah. uh it's let, one of those things me, uh, yeah where like the so we had all seen the dr ian malcolm atla Polani nest tender uh spoiled a long time ago and the thing is is that that one is a little bit of a paradox in, of it in and of itself because uh never in any way shape or form was ian malcolm in the films or in the books um tender to nests <laughs> let's just say that he was expressly <laughs> against the production of dinosaurs so uh th- this uh this card doesn't really make sense and they put an egg token where he's like lovingly looking at a velociraptor coming out of its shell
1: i i i, I think we hit it, hit the nail on the head that this whole secret layer was an excuse for you know the Ian uh, Convalescent Charmer card. Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: They started there and, you know, worked backwards.
0: Yeah. The Malcolm's Mercurial Mirth, which is Tasha's hideous laughter. The flavor text is the moment where Ian Malcolm does that really awkward laugh in the helicopter. Where you're like, Ha ha ha. <laughs> you know like that uncanny <laughs> yeah thank you uh and then uh the chaotic chaotician, and that's a labor- laboratory maniac reskin where you know all of the flavor text on these um is lovely i think that he has some of the most iconic lines in the film now like you said this was clearly they started with Tassiger, and work their way backwards. So as you work your way further backwards, the cards just uh, make less and less sense uh, ending with aunt La Palani. Um, But we didn't just get that. We had, we got the uh, official drop for the tomb, uh, the tomb Raider, which is Laura Croft. And then a bunch of reskinned other things. I don't know if the value is necessary there, unless you uh, necessarily there, unless you're really looking to get Laura Croft and play that deck. Uh, they made another Jurassic World secret lair drop. And now this is actually really interesting. Um, I'm, I'm actually excited for this. How, how do you feel about um, all these five dinosaurs reskinned in the Jurassic Park theme?
1: Well, I know how you feel about five dinosaurs uh, reskinned in Jurassic Park theme, uh, which is super positive. Uh, these are some some decent reprints in here too, like Atali, uh, Wayward Sword Tooth, and then I think getting a little less playable from there, but still, uh, you know, some really cool looking cards.
0: Yeah, I uh, I'm uh, well, I, I'm I'm less happy than I should be for some of these, um, just because I wish they were more uniform. The design mm-hmm. is all over the place with these. And the T Rex has the border that resembles the Jeep that the you know that they were riding in as it's like at the park starts going to hell. So Yeah, it's a little bit over designed. Yeah. Where I and then the the Velociraptor, the cool p- coolest part about the design here is that the bottom right where it says menace, players can't gain life, looks like the caution sign that um, Doctor Sadler runs past on her way to uh, the bunker, which is which is a pretty cool nod in design. So I, I think that's great, and all the text, like all of the titles, are very much in line with like they they use just directly ripped the t- uh, the font from the Jurassic Park title. So um, yeah, I just wish it was a little bit more consistent um, because I honestly don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> partially uh, yeah
1: I, I mean the consistency comes from the art itself like it's all in the same style yes, right Yeah. Um, but then the design of the card is uh, it's messy and and that's the thing that gets me with the secret layers a lot of time is like uh, you, there still needs to be a readability at some point like design needs to meet function
0: yeah and the Indominus Rex like I can see all the other ones like I don't know. Like, I get the Spinosaurus is embodying Jurassic Park Three, the movie that it was from, but the Indominus Rex feels really outside um, in, in its design uh, from the others. It it just feels separate, and I don't know why they chose that. Like we talked about on the Discord today, it's just like uh, not to be confused with Indominus Rex Alpha. Like, yeah,
1: I mean, pick another di- dinosaur. There's tons of cool dinosaurs. Literally. literally- that's what dinosaurs are. They're cool. Just use yeah. a different cool one.
0: Yeah, you could have put the Spinosaurus there, and I think uh, we would have been happier, or I would have been happier with that. And then uh, for Regisaur Alpha, you just pick, I don't know. I, I, like you said, any other dinosaur for Indominus Rex would have just been better. I, I think I would have been happier. Yeah. Uh, great layer. I think that uh, at the end of the day, this is one that I think is going to be worth it. The Rampaging Frozen is a card that's played in Pioneer and Modern. So I think that could actually be worthy of the drop itself, even though its base cost isn't that much. Sometimes these variants do fetch a higher cost. So um we've got the secret versary. It is the uh time or no, this is uh Tales of the Time Stoppers. Yes. Yeah, it's which uh, Oh, go ahead.
1: Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about this one, man? I, I feel like Nexus of Fate is a real card. And then there's three other cards in here.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly how I feel. Because none of the other cards are worth playing in any way, shape, or form. And,
1: and you know, same deal with the dinosaurs. Beautiful art, uh, beautiful design, but over over-designed and not necessarily coherent.
0: Yes, I think that's where we're getting with a lot of this, um, with many of these secret layers. We got that with the um, the uh, Lord of the Rings holiday like special edition cards, like the Gandalf, the the One Ring, the all these things. Like this, very much reminiscent of that, where they're just sort of like shoehorning text into places and then warping it and i like the nexus of fate like the word instant is just shoehorned between this guy's hands and warped like you can read it but it is not legible you can read it you can understand it but then outside of that like the artwork i have a hard time making out of everything else that's happening
1: yeah, I, I mean, you'd have to be a real jerk to to play it in a competitive format, right?
0: Totally. I think that there like, is a certain point just, in. There's like there's got to be some checks and balances here with some of these, and especially with the Wayfarers Bobble. There should have been like somebody like because they just accept the art from a lot of these artists and they say, "Sweet, good to go. Send it to print." Um, but there's because otherwise that faithless looting never would have happened from mystical archives. Well, I do love it, um, for how bad it is. They should be pushing some of these artworks back to artists and saying like, Hey, um, like we get, this is like art as a form of expression, but this isn't really what we're looking for. And we just don't, they're not doing that. And that's how we end up with mistakes. Like the Wayfarer's bobble and the, uh, the Ugin, copy and paste mm. and stuff like that and now we're getting artworks where the text mm. is not legible and so the cards are near unplayable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um, uh kind of hey, bummed the next out about one that.
1: i want to jump to if, if we can is through the wormhole
0: oh yeah i love this so
1: one, dude. i love this one um it's a great set of cards uh definitely if you play commander you're you know all five of these cards could be viable for you.
0: Totally. Uh,
1: my issue though is there's a price jump here that is different than the others because this is a galaxy foil. Instead of these five cards running you forty dollars at a premium over, you know, the regular price of thirty, it's fifty dollars for this bundle. Ugh. So to get the galaxy foil treatment, they're throwing an additional ten dollars onto the price.
0: Dude, that hurts me. I didn't know that. I, I was like, I was just expecting to get this for $40 again. Um,
1: yeah, $40. It would be... I, I, I almost pulled the trigger on this one this morning uh, for 40 And then I looked at the price again, and it was 50 And it was just so cynical <laughs> to charge it, yeah. that extra $10 for the different treatment that I was like, nah, I'm going to pass, actually.
0: Well, it says on here, and it's... It's funny that they wrote foil effect simulated because um, there's part of me that just thinks that the galaxy foil effect will just like drown out some of the artwork like it did in the infinity with like um, and some of those that last secret layer drop that did galaxy foil. Um, Mm -hmm. I think this is all so cool, though. Oh, man, that's
1: like I bet these cards are going to be beautiful, right? But yeah, $10 a piece.
0: Yeah, the soul ring is just. Gorgeous.
1: Ford. That thought vessel. Yeah. That arcane signet. That, yep. All five of these.
0: Yeah, the lightning greaves just skating on Saturn's rings.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. God, that's so cool. Yeah. Probably um, the best looking command tower that's that's been printed.
0: Yep. And you know the way that it bends in the light is gonna look absolutely stunning. Um mm-hmm. you know, I can be cynical sometimes about uh some of these, and this one I am for the price gouge, but for the artwork. Gosh, this is a good secret layer.
1: Beautiful. Uh, Artist name, uh, Danny Pendergast, by the way.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be following that with much interest. I follow your career. All right. Yeah.
1: Um, No, uh, you know, luckily that one, uh, the Through the Wormhole bundle, is part of another bundle um, that comes with. Another thing I hate, which is the uh, when they do five lands as a secret layer drop. Yeah. Uh, in this case, I'm a little more tempered on it, the Paradise Frost Foil, or the Paradise Frost uh, Drop, because they are at least Snow Basics, which you don't have a ton of foil options for, don't have a ton of alternate arts for.
0: Yes. I was just looking at that, and I think that these... Yeah, I, well... Again, I, I am under the firm belief that if you just had increments like you're like, hey, we're off in this secret layer, one card at a time, $5 for each one, maybe $10 for each one. I don't know. But you mm-hmm. would get more people buying five foil snow covered swamps than you would get people buying just like the five, the bundle of five. Mm-hmm. Um, But uh, I do agree this one. Out of all of them, there was the um, what the Windows 98 themed snowlands from before. These mm-hmm. ones rival those, and I would pay for these if I was in playing in modern or in pioneer because uh, snow-covered lands are, like you said, not easy to come by.
1: Yeah, and you, uh, I, well, you know what? For you, you don't really play tainted pact, uh, so you don't really care about keeping those like packed lines clean. But snow lands are relevant in Commander too.
0: Oh, that's that's right because you could play a snow covered island and a standard basic island, right? Or no? Mm, yeah, yep. and then it would, it would roll. Cards. Yeah, roll past it. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Um, that yeah. is viable. I didn't really think about that really ever. But yeah, uh,
1: so so this is you know uh, usually we're pretty down on the basic land drops, but uh, these being snow covered lands and these being like especially beautiful arts kind of kind of i don't know i'm considering this one
0: yeah i mess with it for sure that like you said most of the time nah like the godzilla lands i mess with it this one i mess mm-hmm. with it 98 yeah windows themed ones i mess with those for so. sure
1: for sure and and like i like i was saying before this one and through the wormhole come in a bundle together with uh, a third one the gift wrapped one uh and you can basically get gift wrap for free if you get the bundle uh Unfortunately, I'm not really seeing much in in the gift wrap bundle.
0: Yeah, I mean that was that was going to be the next one I talked about because um, I like that all but one of them um, are non are non creature spells or or lands, right? Uh, because mm-hmm. that actually makes it uh, makes a little bit more sense. Like I like distant melodies artwork. I like cathartic reunion. Homeward path looks really cool. I think that'd be a- really great to see on a, like on a play mat and then moments. Piece, yeah. You're never going to see that, but it is cool. Art, cool artwork. The only one I have an issue with is giver of runes because it doesn't depict a creature at all. There's big eyes and then there's a mouth. And then- I mean,
1: it's sort of a creature.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Oh, uh, there is a small suit underneath the head. So man,
1: yeah, it's having a hard time. A hand there to the left of it. I don't know, man.
0: Yeah. I, oh, there's a little bird face. Is that part of the... the I, is it giving it a rune with the pat on the head? Maybe?
1: It's, it's a little esoteric.
0: Yeah, it is is very esoteric. I do like this art style, so, I mean, it's not something that I'm gonna get. I might buy the single of Homeward Path if uh, mm-hmm. I was ever playing something like that, but I would also get the single of Cathartic Reunion. The other cards I don't really play,
1: but... Yeah, I I don't really see any of those cards having homes in uh, in commander decks. But you know, uh, that as a freebie, basically getting that Homeward Path get if you get that together with the uh, Paradise Frost and through the wormhole as the uh, triple bundle bundle. Yeah, not so bad. That's the thing
0: is that I've seen them offer a lot, way more different uh, packages and bundles than I've seen before. So I think they're trying something new with this one where they're like. Um, you know, you want to get the Jurassic World stuff, but you also want to get uh, the Exelon one. Well, we can offer a bundle with that. Hey, do you want to get the Jurassic yeah, World I, stuff they, and the Tomb Raider? They
1: chopped it up a little differently. Yeah, like so, if if you look at the Lara Croft adventuring bundle, like in that one, you get the Lara Croft bundle, of course, and then you get that time bundle that we talked about, yeah. and then you get through the wormhole. So, like, you know, for hundred and ten, uh, you know, you get through the wormhole, sweet, you get. The Lara Croft one, if you're interested in playing Lara Croft, because she's mechanically unique. Yep. Um, that actually and then, uh, you, know, you get Nexus bait, and that that sort of finds value there.
0: That saves you actually quite a bit of money. It actually offsets that whole like fifty forty thing we were talking about with through the wormhole. Right, you said mm-hmm. it was for one ten.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me double check that. Yeah, one hundred nine ninety nine. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, like if I was interested in, in all three of those, which I'm in- interested in two of three of those, that would mm-hmm. be worth it. The only one I'm not interested in is the, the time one. <laughs> Cause, yeah,
1: I, I mean, but looking at it that way, like, you know, you're getting the time one for free in that instance. Right. And then you get Nexus of Fate, which you might play.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Or you could just sell the other ones, keep the Nexus and make a little bit of money back. Um, I think there are so there's only two more to like really are uh, that are uh two more in the drop. Uh, we'll just cover them quick. There is the Mycosynth Wave, which is awesome. The artwork here, stellar. I love this. I want to see more of this. We have Mycosynth Wellspring. Um, it's uh two mana. Um, if you don't know what it does, when it enters the battlefield or is put into a graveyard, you can search your library for a basic land, put it in your hand, then shuffle, and then you get Mycosynth Golem and Mycosynth lattice. So, um that's the big one here. Mycosynth lattice is not a cheap card and that's basically what they're trying to get you with here is if you are going to play um Mycosynth Golem in uh affinity artifacts or whatever, that's here for you and you also have Mycosynth mm-hmm. lattice.
1: Yeah, the only bummer here is that it's three cards with the same price as a normal bundle.
0: Yep. I think they're um this is predatory to modern. <laughs> Um, if I'm being honest, it's for a very particular player that would yeah, enjoy this. Yeah. And otherwise, I think the Mycosynth Lattice is going to uh, exceed the cost of the secret layer itself. Um,
1: what is, what is Mycosynth uh, Lattice go for?
0: Let's just do a quick Card Kingdom check. We are not sponsored by Card Kingdom, but they are great for referencing prices on cards. If they're freaking sign up. Thing wouldn't block me every time <laughs> I try to search for a card. Hey, while you're looking that up, uh Dude, it's actually not even the most expensive card out of all the Mycosynth stuff. You oh really? Do you want to guess what it is? No. It's Mycosynth Golem. <laughs> what? how much is, how much is that? It's a $30 card. Oh, wow. So, okay. Mycosynth Golem's actually the chase here, which is awesome. I love that. And if you're a Commander player, guess what? You get Mycosynth Lattice, which the cheapest version is $12.
1: So, Oh, so Wizards uh, allegedly not looking at the secondary market just uh has those two in a three card drop at the same price.
0: Yeah, a foil Mycosynth Lattice goes for $65 at the lowest and the foil Mycosynth Golem goes for $80. Ooh, okay. So I mean that's a great pickup then. Yeah, this is actually looking like a really great secret layer drop there. Obviously, uh with there's only being three cards, they're very aware. So, um that one 100% worth your money. Um, the last drop we're going to talk about is, is the last one uh, in that they've announced. Uh, it is the uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan Showcase Seeker Lair, and it uh, features a lot of the legendary creatures from the original Ixalan and Rivals of Ixalan. You have Kumena, Tyrant of Orozca, Vona, Butcher of Magan, Captain Lannery Storm, Admiral Beckett Brass, and Alenda, the Dusk Rose.
1: These are... I I don't think there's much here unless you play any of those as your as a commander, right?
0: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. If you are playing I think Alenda is the most expensive card here, but okay. For me the chase card would be Kumena um because I have a Kumena deck and well, I can't change I can't change my my artwork for Kumena because it's literally the signed Tyler Jacobson artist proof in foil.
1: Well, so, why would you do that? Why I, would you change it from Tyler Jacobson?
0: I obviously can't. Plus, this Vona, the Vona in this is absolutely terrifying. The face is disgusting. And, <laughs> I just don't know. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know how, I'd, like, you aren't, like, looking at the artist and being like, come on. Hey, man, he, he looks gross. He's a... Oh,
1: yeah. Ooh. Looks like a real creep, honestly. Yeah, ooh.
0: God, gross. It looks like he taps to pay seven life to destroy target nine land permanent. Ugh. (laughs) Gross. All right. Moving on to the main subject. We have been pitching something the last couple weeks that, uh, well... We're very interested because we're trying to stir the pot of creativity, and that is Commander Contained. It is a format within the Commander format that we are, or a rule set, I should say, within the standard Commander format, where we're trying to uh, build decks with uh, within their own sets. So, uh, to give you an example the new Lost Caverns of Ixalan pre-command or precons you can take the uh a legendary creature from like one of those decks and improve that deck with cards from the base set uh, of Lost Caverns of Ixalan so uh you get all the stuff with like that is designed to work mechanically within the set to help improve that stuff but you can't expand further than that so it is limited in scope but that also means you can look back to older commander decks. Like, um, I was looking at the Warhammer forty K stuff, and I really wanted mm-hmm. to build that Tyranid Swarm deck. So, I, I I'm using Magus Lucia Kane as my commander, and uh, I I called it the Can of Alien Worms because it's contained. Ho ho! Hey, and I was really surprised that like across all of those commander decks that came out from, uh, the universes beyond set with Warhammer that I got access to a lot of efficient removal in red from the demon deck. Mm -hmm. And then I got a lot of efficient interaction from the, uh, Esper deck, like the, um, Astartes. So, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of stuff to like actually plug and play and work around to create a deck that was more efficient than its base variant. So, Yeah,
1: I I mean, that was my experience too, like playing around with the Lord of the Rings stuff and, uh, you know, just sticking within that set. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff self-contained within that. And, you know, you can look at Doctor Who. I bet you can do the same thing with Doctor Who. Next year, uh, Final Fantasy and the Marvel sets. uh, I I think, you know, there's lots of potential there. Like, in those universes beyond uh, things where they're looking at it like, as self-contained already like they're you know they're they're uh doing some of the work for you almost
0: yeah and it it sort of like limits the scope of power because we've all been like this last year we spent a lot of time uh being involved in the cdh community and while we we do love to like uh put our brains into that pot and stir it around and, and figure out what um you know, the maximum power level is for a deck and work out every intricacy and make sure that every card has purpose and a plan. This limits the scope to say, like, I am still doing that, but with a limited, like very limited scope to sort of uh, balance everything out. Now, this is something that is going to need work. Right. And that's like the research mm-hmm. that I'm trying to do right now is put in the work, build a few decks, play them against each other to really figure out how powerful these are or how weak they are against the. So like the first experiment that I'm going to run is actually uh, tomorrow. The, you guys are, um, I will have be able to report back on the next episode, but I'm going to take one of these commander contained decks to uh mock sporting house in Ballard to play out in the wild. Essentially, take it and just see how strong it is against the decks that everyone else has just built for casual fun.
1: And oh, okay. So you're just going to play it against random, casual, no-restriction decks.
0: Yep, and just see where it stands. And okay. the next thing is getting a group of people involved to build their own commander-contained decks, and then hosting games on the Discord server so that we can sort of work on what the... Uh the list of cards that we're all going to allow, which is sort of like the difficulty I've run into with a lot of these decks is um I wanted to look further back to find legendary creatures from older sets that still would people would be interested in playing, so way, way back in the day, if you aren't familiar, Magic the Gathering used to print in blocks, which means you get multiple sets uh within a plane that would introduce mechanics and then for each sequential block would improve upon those mechanics. So it was a way for them to like uh, introduce things and then balance the game as it went on. Uh, But now the release of products is so quick. They usually only visit a plane for one set, introduce a bunch of new mechanics and then immediately abandon them. Um, The thing that I'm finding more than anything with this uh, new limited scope is that they've increased the power exponentially in a lot of these new sets to, in order to make them viable in the competitive formats so um there's much there's so many fewer cards that you have to improve upon like uh so I, I built pantlaza as well so or, or Punch Laza and <laughs> uh the thing about that, is that when I went into like build upon like this discover mechanic or to put big booty dinosaurs in there, I was really just drawing off of my experience in limited, like my pre-release, and then uh, I did a few limited drafts or well sealed um, things on Arena, and I was able to learn a little bit more about like how the deck wants to work and how the set of Lost Caverns of Ixalan works and that was uh good information to help me improve that deck um just within the limited scope of commander contained um that's the type of research that um you know is kind of being done is like i'm going to have to go back and probably draft some of these older sets like i think neon kamigawa is going to be a crazy build around uh because of oh yeah no
1: you know, uh when i was doing the Lord of the Rings battle box, I was experimenting with uh, Neon Kamagawa as well. And that set, like there's so much you can do just with that one set.
0: Yeah. Cause um and here's the thing that balances out, I think, um, older cards and newer cards, is that some of the newer cards, there are cards that are clearly designed for commander hidden within standard legal sets. Like I would say Jetmere is one of those cards um rafine has obviously been very successful in standard but another one of those cards where you could put it in the command zone and then if you built within the set you would actually have a pretty great commander contained deck especially if you're able to draw from the commander decks that came from from that set as well so Mm -hmm. um i i was looking back at some uh older cards and the thing that i ended up creating was a little list of like Always legal cards, because before they made uh, commander decks attributing to each set, uh, we just, well, they didn't. And uh, so I think that an always legal set of cards is going to be uh, Soul Ring, Arcane Signet, and then all of the Signets. Like, uh, you know, the ones that you have to pay one, tap it, add two of those color and that just gives uh, those decks from uh, previous uh, from the previous era a chance to compete uh, with these newer decks. Where, like these newer decks, they probably aren't going to include a lot of those. They might, but they probably won't because they're, they're built efficiently enough, or there's enough like ramp or whatever in the set to help them get where they're needing to go. Does mm-hmm.
1: that make sense? Makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. And so the big thing is, you know, and I was sort of like joking about it earlier, but it's like, um, I'm trying not to give Kinnon too much gas because that is just an inherently broken card. So if I make all of these things legal, Kinnon really only gets three pieces that, well, everyone knows the rule. You always kill Kinnon. So it's not like Kinnon gets... I think you're going to end up banning Kinnon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the more that I look at it, and the more that I give it, uh, or give these, uh, give these decks, there's some cards that I considered like uh, Far Seek, right? In green, mm-hmm. um, it's something where like uh, you you know. And then I look at other artifacts where like Far Seek doesn't break in, and Far Seek uh, definitely helps green decks uh, with consistency. But then I also thought maybe just put Cultivate. Uh, As an always legal card. But does that give players the incentive to always play green? And so then I have to make other cards legal in different colors that help balance that out. So I was thinking Faithless Looting is one card that always legal. If it's legal in the set, congratulations. You've always had access to it. But um, like Brainstorm being another one to help blue. Dark Ritual to help black. And then um, uh, nothing has really maybe... uh, god the artifact white artifact that enters the battlefield and allows you to search for two planes um Uh, archaomancer's map
1: yeah
0: yeah you know like i thought that is like a probably a really great white card in general just because it uh stimulates anything that really provokes basic land strategies that don't help you like turbo out because almost no decks because they haven't printed shock lands into commander decks yet almost no decks are going to have access to that mm-hmm. now i was talking with tordeth about or, uh, or no it was uh k mr k in the shower thoughts channel about the power of dragons of tarkir like the tarkir block because there are so many three color legendaries from that set you get uh you get narset Enlightened master which is already an insane card but then if you give access to like all of the signets and then a few other like brainstorm and faithless looting and then they also have the fetches like that is a that is a block where um, they have access to fetches and so you just wonder how much more powerful is that uh, commander contain deck going to be than modern things or things that are in between so um, one thing from the community, because what I'm planning on doing, uh, is hosting on Fridays. So the day the episode comes out, I am going to be on the discord server hosting games of commander contained because I really want to suss out, uh, a ban list and an always legal list and sort of promote a healthy, uh, well, it's not necessarily casual. I still want people to play to win obviously. And But it's uh, a new creative way to build a deck with a limited scope that will always keep you looking for the next commander or the next from whatever set to help push forward a strategy that you particularly enjoy. So I think it really balances some things out. And that's been a problem with or maybe it's been um, uh, an opinion of mine from CDH is that things move so quickly that they don't look like they're moving at all. And I think that um, You know, like, first, congratulations to Atlas for winning the uh Pacific Northwest CDH Regional Finals this past weekend. Um, hey,
1: congrats, Atlas.
0: Yeah, and Atlas has been playing the, well, minor variations, but Kenrith deck for a long time. Because there's, there's when you reach a certain point, some things are figured out. And so, Kenrith, uh, not necessarily figured out because that list is always changing. But it does feel like the top whatever, you know, we, we recorded the episode about climbing to the top of Olympus, like those decks that sit on the top of Olympus are figured out. And they always like compete at the table. Like for instance, the, the final pod was Kenrith and then blue farm had Timna, uh, Timna Thrasios. And then, uh, God, why I can't remember. Oh, and Sissé. So, uh, the final pod. Yeah. sisse Kenrith blue farm and, uh, So like those are, it's figured out. Like everyone knows that if you want them, you give yourself the best shot at winning games. Those are the decks you play. And mm-hmm. so this is just a way to like sort of, uh, mix things up. And for those of you out there who aren't looking to grind and grind and grind and, uh, figure out every nuance of every point of priority, uh, this could be a good chance for you to have new fun with a game with mechanics you already know. So,
1: yeah, uh, no, no, it seems uh, like exciting territory to explore.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad you feel that way because uh, ho- I'm hoping I'll see you in one of these games on Friday night or uh, on Fridays, Chris. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. No, yeah, I, uh, I got the setup ready and we'll, uh, we'll
0: have some fun on the Spell Table. Yeah, I think it's going to just encourage me to play more Commander overall. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, I've just been, yeah, been excited to dive a little bit, you know, into something that feels fresh and, uh, Awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I mean, we've talked about this before. You almost got to find like new avenues to like stay engaged with this.
0: Yeah. And I think what it's going to do is allow me to see strategies that I could then, once I've figured them out or I've, uh, created this commander contained perfect monster, Then I can always break the chains and I can always expand that deck into something that can be competitive or can go to, um, you know, a CDH tournament and at least put up numbers. Mm -hmm. It might allow me to see a perspective that other players don't have.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, limitations sometimes lead to, like, you know, those constraints lead to, like, new perspectives on what you're doing.
0: Totally. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really excited about it. I hope you guys, the community, are excited about it. And uh, if you put together uh, a few decks, uh, I'm going to be proxying and printing one off tonight uh, so that I can take it to Mox tomorrow. But um, hopefully, you get out there, you do a little research. If you have any questions, just reach out to me or reach out to the channel discussion channel. Or yeah, go to the channel discussion channel on the mockstars Discord server. And do we, uh, do we
1: have a uh, individual channel for this yet?
0: No, I, you know what? How about that? I will create an individual channel for this and we'll have the conversation there. So look forward to seeing a new channel pop up in the Discord called Commander Contained. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll just work on it there. Hell yeah. All right, dude. Do you have anything to add? Are, you, uh, are there any decks that you're like... I know you said you were looking at a few things. Is there any <clears throat> commander in particular?
1: No, you know what? I, I think I might just finish building that Lord of the Rings battle box and just have that uh with with these restrictions, right? Yep. Um and and since I already have that uh ready to go, I, I think that's the project I'm gonna start with. And uh like I said, I'd mess around with Neon Kamagawa as well, uh and and maybe look at some of that stuff. Because there's some fun like internal synergies that like I, I I'm bummed that I missed the draft uh format for that one.
0: Yeah, it, it gives purpose to cards that otherwise would not see play, like uh, mm-hmm. Ironhoof Boar. Like channeling that to give something plus three, plus one, and trample is is nasty. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited because uh, and to build a modified deck, like you would have access mm-hmm. to that the whole uh, Chishiro modified deck too. That'd be a cool thing. Be a pretty cool, dude. Yeah,
1: you're you're hot on a uh, modified. You you were messing around with that for a little bit,
0: dude. Literally, the only uh, historic brawl deck I have on Arena is H- Halana and Elena modified, <laughs> <laughs> and it slaps, dude. It's so good. I even put mutate in there because I in my in my head mutating is modifying, but in the game it doesn't do shit. It so. should. Yeah, it should. It should. It's a modified creature. Come on.
1: I mean, it makes sense to me.
0: Thank you, thank you for affirming um, what is, well, ultimately not true. <laughs> in my, it's true in my heart. Anyway, if you guys enjoyed this episode of the Mock Stars podcast, you can be sure to, uh, well. You should be sure to like, subscribe, and hit that bell on YouTube for more notifications. Find us on all major podcasting platforms. Join our Discord community server where we're having all this conversation about Commander Contained. And, well, that's how the news broke to me about this sexy Ian Malcolm. So uh, get on there. Uh, You can probably have the news broken to you some sometime somewhere on the channel and then you can also become a supporter of the channel uh through our Patreon where you can join uh there for $3 a month you uh, join the pepperhead it's the pepperhead tier and you become a pepperhead in the Discord server where your name turns Dr. Pepper Red you get access to two exclusive channels shower thoughts and the Dr. Pepper channel um and that's pretty much it if you um yeah that's pretty much it
1: sweet I think that's it yeah not just pretty much that is definitely 100% it
0: nice I think we kicked ass today Ritter
1: I think we did I think we did it hell yeah all right nice yeah uh, I will research getting a good microphone hooked up I, I just got to get uh, I'm gonna look at some of those Black Friday deals and then we should be pretty good to go for next week
0: okay sweet and we'll have video podcasting up and running Peace.
1: Awesome. Peace.